many of you know that we follow in our scripture reading the lectionary. A lectionary is a list of passages of scripture that are assigned for each Sunday of the year. And so we made a commitment to the Sunday school that we would preach on the same scripture that the Sunday school children are learning about. And sometimes we have to wonder what the lectionary and the Sunday school was thinking when they gave us these passages. So today is one of those passages. I invite you to hang on and listen to this story that someone is inciting fear in this little church in Thessalonica and how they can stand firm. Fasten your seatbelts. As to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered together with him, we beg you, brothers and sisters, not to be quickly shaken in mind or alarmed, either by spirit or word or letter as though from us, to the effect that the day of the Lord is already here. Let no one deceive you in any way, for that day will not come unless the rebellion comes first and the lawless one is revealed, the one destined for destruction. He opposes and exalts himself above every so-called God or object of worship so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, declaring himself to be God. Do you not remember that I told you these things when I was still with you? But we must always give thanks to God for you, brothers and sisters, beloved of the Lord, because God chose you as the first fruits for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and through belief in the truth. For this purpose, God called you through the proclamation of the good news so that you may obtain glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So then, brothers and sisters, stand firm and hold fast to the traditions that you were taught by us, either by word of mouth or by our letter. Now, may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and through grace gave us eternal comfort and good hope, Comfort your hearts and strengthen them in every good work and word. The word of the Lord. Loving and gracious God, do break through our hearts and our minds and find that bit that will heal our souls. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, O God, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Troll! Troll in the dungeon! I thought you ought to know. If you've never read or seen Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, 
you need to know that that is the voice of Professor Quirrell shouting into a large and crowded room of over 100 students who immediately begin to shriek and scream and run crazed in all directions so that it is complete pandemonium. Professor Dumbledore calls out more loudly than all the other voices, silence. Everyone stops and looks at him. Very calmly, he says, everyone will please not panic. Now prefects will lead their students to the dormitories and the teachers and I will go to the dungeon and deal with the troll. Fear can grab onto us and make us panic. But that is not helpful in a crisis. So fear is running rampant in Thessalonica. Some is trying to convince this little church that God's kingdom of justice and love has come to earth as it is in heaven and that Jesus has gathered all the faithful and somehow they missed out. And now their situation is hopeless and they are beside themselves in fear. Silence, says our writer. Everyone will please not panic. You have not missed out on the kingdom of God. Someone is trying to rob you of your hope, but do not be filled, fooled. And yes, there is a troll in the dungeon the lawless one who has set himself up as a false god, scholars have no idea who the author meant. But Roman emperors often took the title son of God, although they had nothing to do with love or compassion or forgiveness or justice. There is no time for panic or despair. There is work to be done. When I first read this passage, I thought, I am going to skip that whole first part. The day of the Lord, the rebellion, the lawless one. I felt like I had walked into a really bad end of the world movie. But the more I studied that passage and thought about it, the more I knew that I couldn't skip that part. For we live in a time when we are constantly confronted by the end of the world climate change, mass extinction, division, disinformation. We have a whole family of trolls living in our dungeons. And we are anxious. A 2019 Gallup Global Emotions Poll, yes, there is such a thing, found that the U.S. is one of the most stressed nations in the world and now is more stressed, worried, and angry than at any other point in the decade. When I get up in the morning and I listen to the BBC, I sometimes think that BBC stands for British Broadcasting Catastrophe News Service. And I truly want to run screaming from the room. 
scripture calls out more loudly, silence. Everyone will please not panic. There is no time for dread or despair. There is work to be done. The second part of the scripture, give thanks to God for you, church, for you. For you are the first fruits for God's salvation project of justice and love. You are not alone. You have been given the good news that love is more powerful than fear and goodness more powerful than evil. You are God's beloved. God made you to be the people of hope. God chose you to be people of compassion, working in the world for justice. So strengthen your heart in every good word and deed. when we have a problem to solve, when we find that little bit of good that God has given us to do, that God has made us to do, our hearts are comforted and strengthened. This is what the studies on anxiety tell us. Find that one thing. God has given each person in the world each person, especially in this room, God chose you. God gave you gifts and talents because this is what the Holy Spirit does. God has chosen us to be ambassadors of good news in the kingdom of God. God has already loved us with immeasurable love. And it is out of that love that we love others. One thing about CCPC is all of the ways that we have here to find that little piece of good that we can do. We're like this church of all of these niches. You can knit a baby a blanket or a hat, a little hat for a newborn or a shawl. If that calls to you, somebody here will teach you how to knit. Or finish the prayer shawl that you started 17 years ago and still never finished. Soon we'll be collecting toothbrushes and tubes of toothpaste because there is a program to melt them down and recycle the materials. You might want to be part of the larger church to decide whether or not Presbyterians should divest from fossil fuels. You might want to just go to Miriam's kitchen to give a homeless person a piece of bread. We talk about this place having a hundred programs. You know, these are all these opportunities to stand firm 
in the faith and strengthen your heart for every good work and deed. In early colonial days, a state legislature was in session during an eclipse. Some panicked and called for the meeting to be adjourned. One stood and said, Mr. Speaker, if it is not the end of the world and we adjourn, we shall look like fools. If it is the end of the world, I should choose to be found doing my duty. I move, sir, that candles be brought. My friends, we are the candles that God has brought to the world. So let's lead the students back to their dormitories and make sure they are safe or take a deep breath and tackle some of those mountain trolls. We will not panic. There is work to be done. Amen.